0: I want my choice in travel. I want to pay fewer fees and have zero intermediaries for my financial transactions. And I would love to get rewarded for my unused SMS texts that I'm paying for and not using. Well, I've come to the right place if the guests on today's show have their way. In this ICO Spotlight episode, we welcome founders of Winding Tree, Bankera, and Birdchain to discuss the ways in which their blockchain solutions can provide me with game changing methods of engaging with the world around me. Oh, and you too. In fact, it's more about you than me and Travis. Because you are the citizens of the Republic of Bad Cryptopia, and we're glad you're here for this ICO Spotlight sponsored episode of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Five,
1: four, three, two, one.
0: Welcome to the Bad Crypto Podcast, the show for the Crypto Curious and the Crypto Serious and the Crypto Travis. How you doing? Crypto Hilarious, the Crypto Nebulous,
2: the
0: other. Crypto Nefarious. <laughs> I'm Don't Crypto forget. Nefarious. <laughs> we're the Blockchain Blockheads. I'm Joel Com. That's Travis Wright. And we're glad you're here. What kind of crypto are you? citizens of bad cryptopia that's what we want to know and maybe you I'm can check in <laughs> Travis you've been smoking too many of those crypto dubiouses
2: <laughs> hey hey we agreed not to talk about that on the bad crypto podcast <laughs>
0: <laughs> and yet it made the cuts. well here oh. we are in ICO spotlight episode 17 and you know if I would have thought from the beginning uh you know these numbers we have regular bad crypto podcast episodes we have ico spotlight episodes and we have quickie episodes and we've and and then we have songs and we've done you know we're way pat we're over 100 actual shows now but we haven't actually celebrated
2: yeah, if you go on iTunes and um, you can't even see any of the July episodes anymore. Those are like kind of kicked off.
0: Yeah, if you want to hear them, you'd have to go to the website, right, at badcryptopodcast.com. And I think that they're all archived there. They still exist on the server where they're hosted. But you're correct that you can't go back to the beginning on iTunes anymore. That's just wrong. It's true.
2: It is. I'm crypto disastrous.
0: <laughs> well on this episode you guys are going to be introduced to three ICO projects that we think were interesting enough to bring to you and interesting enough that we're willing to take their money so that they could uh, make their case to you about why you should be interested in what they have to say that's right it's a sponsored episode
2: are you crisp crypto prosperous <laughs>
0: <laughs> we want everybody to be crypto prosperous and we also want everybody to in the crypto space to be transparent about what they're doing and we respect you guys and we want to let you know that hey it is sponsored we are compensated for this episode and no we're not making any recommendations that you do anything other than listen enjoy and then go do your own due diligence, do the thing that you do and be diligent about it because otherwise you would be crypto
2: adventurous. <laughs> no? Thank you. I, w-
0: <laughs> I was hoping that you would come to my rescue with some sort of uh, rhyme there.
2: I'm crypto mischievous.
0: <laughs> Maybe there needs to be a whole list of, uh, every one of these. Anyhow, we got content to get to. So let's get to get into the content that we got. Hey, Travis, when you travel, what, uh, what what do you prefer? Do you go to like an Expedia or something, or do you have your favorite airlines and hotels?
2: Uh, you know, I used to take whichever one was the least expensive, and what I did over time was uh, I started I started getting a lot of miles accumulated on United, and so I just fly more United now more than ever uh, because once you get status in a certain airline, then it makes it convenient, and then they bump you up to first class more often than not. And so I find that if I'm sporadically placing different tickets in different places, then uh, you know you miss out on a whole lot of that opportunity. Plus, my you know my clients and whatnot will typically uh, book the travel for me, so I just give them my United at this point.
0: Well, what about you? You know you. I use United quite a bit too, but sometimes I have to use other carriers or, you know, different hotels. I like to stay at Marriott quite a bit, Hilton's, but, you know, choice is everything in travel. and I like to have full control of my travel options. And uh, Pedro Anderson is the founder and CEO of windingtree.com. And he's our guest. These guys are seeking to decentralize travel. Uh, making uh, travel cheaper for consumers, more profitable for suppliers, and, and providing more choice. So uh, we're going to find all about their ICO here. Welcome to Bad Crypto, Pedro. How are you doing?
3: Hi, Travis. Hi, Joel. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah. Did uh, Explain to us where the greatest need is in this industry that you would come up with a solution like this.
3: So the biggest problem in travel right now is actually around innovation itself. Um, and the reason for that is that inventory is held by a few intermediaries in the middle uh, who don't have incentive to innovate themselves. But any new entrant to the space has to work with them to be able to innovate. right? And that was our initial motivation for kicking this off was to create a Internet or platform for innovators to be able to build on to travel for the
0: first time. Give, give me an example, like who, you know, what steps and roadblocks are there for somebody that's innovating?
3: Sure. So uh, two of my co-founders uh, prior to Winding Tree had actually started a, a startup called uh, Room Storm, where they uh, were doing delayed flights, uh, placements in hotels. Uh, they went through Y Combinator, they had good funding, um, they had some good uh, airline partners and so on. But Sourcing that inventory was very difficult because you, it, you would, it would be too many different hotels to integrate with. So you have to go through one of the intermediaries and those intermediaries would make life very hard for any innovators to be able to access that inventory. Pulling teeth with good connections, you can do it as, you know, some startups like Hotel Tonight uh, have been able to manage. And even when you do get that inventory, your technology will only ever be as good as the legacy systems that it's built on top of, right? And we, we knew this had to change so we started to work on creating a platform that would allow startups and innovators and sellers of travel to be able to do this without going through a gatekeeper but we also had to ensure that we as as a as a company wouldn't be able to screw over the suppliers once we have enough uh, market traction and start charging higher fees right so that's when we turned to to blockchain which allowed us to for the first time, create a platform that was completely monopoly-proof, without the risk of hiked rates later on.
2: I, I find this really interesting. This is one of the industries that I thought ha- was was really ripe for a decentralized alternative. Joel and I have looked at a lot of these different ICOs, and there's just so many different companies out there that are doing different things in different industries. And one that I was noticing that that ha- hadn't really been attacked yet was travel. And I was like, man, you know, I know that that Travelocity had sort of built a platform that allowed for different, um, you know, airlines and whatnot and hotels and stuff to sort of get all on board. But that's that's older technology. And a lot of the technology that these airlines are using, and from, from my understanding, is some of them were created like in the 70s, right? And they've, they've not innovated a whole lot because they don't necessarily need to because there's no real competition. And especially when you've seen all the consolidation within the airlines, uh over you know over the past couple of decades i mean there's only really you know just a few uh main carriers in america anymore and there used to be a ton right now there's just a few and so you know i think this is a definitely an interesting thing so w- what was the uh what was the epiphany that you guys had and why did you guys decide to uh to build a blockchain based uh, platform for the travel industry
3: yeah so for starters travelocity that's a perfect example of how you have the perception of, of choice, but Travelocity is actually owned by Expedia. In fact, in the U.S., uh, 92% of all hotel, non-direct hotel bookings go through only two companies, Priceline and Expedia, right? And, and as you can imagine, uh, not a, an environment that's conducive to any kind of progress, right? When you just have two companies dominating so so strongly. Um, and we had organized uh, travel events. My, uh, one of my co-founders, Maximus Zmailov, also co-founded uh, Travel TechCon they got uh, hundreds of developers in the travel space together and they pulled them on what was some of the big challenges they had. And they said sourcing inventory. And it's a very hard industry to build into. And for the end user, you look at um, the complaints online, you see the long lines at, at the airport. Everybody's used to the idea that travel is kind of backwards and you kind of just give into it. Right. But we don't see it that way. We see it as something that can be changed and can be improved. And we're tackling specifically in distribution. Um, and we hope that it'll spread to other areas of travel, right?
0: I, I see here on the website, which you guys can go check out at windingtree.com, you've already listed a lot of partners. Thunza, Swiss Air, and, and a number of other airlines, uh, several hotels. Uh, are these actual contracts set up, ready to go with these players?
3: Yeah, so these partners... Um, We've had an overwhelming response from the travel community from the beginning, right? So we wrote a manifesto uh, in late 2016, A 1,000 responses from uh, travel professionals. Soon after that, we started talking to some of these companies, which came through in in the fall of uh, 2017, right? Um, Lufthansa, Air New Zealand, Nordic Choice. They are buying tokens to use on the platform as a user on a decentralized platform, which is was quite uh, quite a milestone for us because that was one of the big criticisms early on is how would you get big uh, public companies and, and corporations to use a decentralized model right and so for us it was it was the one of the greatest milestones so far and they're putting they're purchasing tokens they're putting their inventory on the platform and they're also helping us greatly with the technology itself especially on the airline side where they have a lot of experience that we don't have right?
2: That's yeah. That's uh. That's great. Actually, I flew in the past twenty four hours. I've actually flown on uh, Swiss Air, and actually, no, I flew from Swiss Air uh, to I flew to um, Prague on there, and then I used a flew Lufthansa from uh, Austria or from uh, Czech Republic uh, back to the states yesterday. How was the flu? Uh, the food was spectacular, and um, the uh, the first the, the business class was was very comfy. That allowed me to snooze a couple of hours to kind of reset my clock by uh, by getting back here to the states.
0: Hey, hey Travis, can I just say I flew Iceland Air for the first time as I went to and from Davos, and I was in their Saga class, which is their their business class. They have got a great lounge in Reykjavik, but. You know how usually, like on United, they bring you a little bowl of hot peanuts or, or varied nuts? They brought caramel corn. Well, caramel corn is my go-to dream snack, and they brought caramel corn. It was the best. So happy. <laughs> you, seem, you seem pretty joyful. That's good. I was. I was happy about it. I'm like, are you kidding me? You're bringing me caramel corn for a snack? I
2: love you. Yeah, I love you too, Mr. Joel Kahn. So um, the the technology, where are we today, Pedro, with the technology? And I mean, is it, is it built out mostly right now? Is the, and what is the timeline for it to be complete?
3: We've already uh, shared and made public our alpha version. Uh, You can find our code on GitHub or demo.windingtree.com. And uh, hotels are already testing it. As far as the airline, we're working with the airlines to create the, the smart contracts for it and we hope to have the airline smart contracts sometime around mid uh, 2018 but the mvp for hotels um i would say in any time in the coming months so february march
0: most excellent well let's talk a little bit about the token sale itself um by the time this airs it will have started already but uh, give us a little bit about the tokenomics
3: so our goal with the fundraiser was not to be able to raise funds um, because we couldn't do it with VCs. In fact, I think it would have probably been easier if we had gone with traditional fundraising methods. Um, our goal with uh, using a, a token fundraiser was actually to decentralize the actual fundraising process to create a long tail of supporters uh, instead of just having a few uh, powerful individuals or companies in the middle holding all the power, right? So with the pre-sale, we never took any bonuses or gave any kind of incentives to investors. We, the Most of the sale was done at a 10% bonus. A thousand people participated and we kept it uh, especially low to not dilute the actual ICO itself. And the ICO will be taking place on February 1st to February 15th and the price is almost the same as what the people at the presale paid so it's quite a, a rare uh, fundraiser and the founders you should know are on a 4 year vesting schedule so they're in it for the long haul it's uh we acknowledge that it's not uh something that's going to be done overnight so we've played it out that way
0: and, and it's a life token l i f yes life token uh, yeah is- lif lift yeah Yeah, there's a little
2: accent above the eye mr joel calm indicating that indicating that i
0: don't know what that means
2: that's okay okay. come on man that we're dealing with international classy people so they have those they have accents over certain letters
0: i'm just a stupid american what do you want you're
2: stupid american um very nice so let, let me ask you this then pedro so where is your community growing and where can people find out more about you guys and for one why the name Winding Tree?
3: So as far as the community, we have a Rocket Check channel. If you're in any way involved in the travel industry, there's a technical channel there where we have about 100 different companies or startups and entrepreneurs uh, wanting to build onto the platform. It's a great place to join the conversation. Telegram, of course. We can share the links afterwards. The name Winding Tree, um, there's a lot of symbolism around it, um, a reprieve from the current centralized system, a place of drawing that inventory and making it available on the other side, right? Because we're not actually in any way front end. We take that inventory, we make it available to points of sale, and we don't actually, nobody knows that they're using us as a end user. They just know that they have a better experience and they're probably paying less.
0: So a funny story here. I didn't, you know, do the math on this until I uh, was doing some research before our call. But yesterday in my, uh, on my ether scan in my ether wallet, uh, I saw that I, I received 44 quadrillion tokens from somebody. I had no idea who it was. And then I looked and I saw it was LIF. And, and then I realized, ah, this was a test. You're testing me because if I had 44 quadrillion tokens, I would be the richest man on earth.
2: It's unbelievable. You're going to go to the moon with that and buy several Lambos and just park them
0: on the moon, aren't you? I'm just going to buy the moon.
2: That's unbelievable. I'm so happy
0: to be you. a quadrillionaire. I don't think so, I got
3: any though. I'm sad. I don't, I'm not a quadrillionaire.
0: Can, can I send him my test tokens?
3: That's a good question. I'm not sure. It'd be a good test.
0: Oh, maybe maybe, maybe we'll try that and, <laughs> and uh, find out. I'd like a well, quadrillion to uh, something worthless. Uh, there's plenty of info on the website for you guys to check out at WindingTree.com. the white paper is there Uh, why don't you but as we close up here tell us a little bit about your team
3: yeah we have a team of four founders two of them as i mentioned came from y combinator had done travel startups in the past uh, both uh, software engineers Uh, the third one augusto lemble he is a blockchain architect Uh, we just published a piece today Uh, announcing that we're working together with uh, Rootstock and Zeppelin. uh, And he's he's responsible for all that. And myself, I come from a background in social entrepreneurship and hospitality, as well as uh, event tech, uh, moving a company that had hardly any customers to 3,500 customers, including Google. So that's my background. And then we have a team of about 10 full-time, 7 contractors and 6 advisors. So the team is not too big. But our goal is not to expand the team exponentially. It's, it's more about building the open source community around the project, very similar to the Linux model or Ethereum.
2: I want to ask one final question before we wrap this up. I know we're, we're closing in. So this is basically a platform for the industry and not a consumer-facing platform, correct?
3: Yes. So a consumer-facing platform for travel doesn't really solve anything because you are a central point of sale. So you're, in essence, the same as... You know, Expedia or Priceline or any of those, and you have too much control over the space. Also, you're competing with Expedia and Priceline, which are the largest spenders of Google Ads in the world, right? Uh, Which isn't a good starting point. And finally, by forcing your users to have to use your token, you're also at kind of a disadvantage in that most would agree that the the average traveler is not ready to use crypto to buy travel, right?
0: Well, we're going to get them there. It's (laughs) going to happen, right? It's time for the mainstream to uh, start adopting real use cases of crypto. So, uh, Pedro Anderson, founder and COO of WindingTree.com, good luck with your uh, your token sale and your launch, my friend.
3: Yeah, thank you both. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing
0: the how
3: the actual results will compare to February 7th when this is out.
0: <laughs> Rock on. So Travis, I just walked down to my bank and I deposited some Bitcoin and I withdrew some Ethereum and uh, I had no problems with that. Do you believe me? Wow,
2: that you you tell amazing
0: stories, Mister Joel Calm.
2: You just walked right. I out, tell just tall just tales. Walked right down there, did you?
0: Yeah, I went to Bank of America and I said, you know, here, take my Bitcoin uh-huh. and and they so were you- like, sure, Mister Com and. Because uh, they don't do that, do they? They
2: don't, they don't do any of that, Mr. Cholcom You tell big lies.
0: Yeah, well, there's a need for the ability to bank with a combination of traditional fiat currency and with cryptocurrency. And our guest on the segment intends to go for it, to make that happen, to combine traditional banking services with cryptocurrency. Uh, his name is Vitotis. And his last name, which I'm gonna butcher, is Kara ah Le- oh, Damn it! I knew I was gonna screw it up. Kara <laughs> he's, he's this a, Yeah, that C O O of Bank banker dot com. B A N K E R A dot com. Vitotus, welcome to the Bad Crypto Podcast. Hi. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? We're good. Why don't you, for the sake of making me look like a complete idiot, say your name properly for
1: us? So actually, my name is Vidotas Karalevichos. There we
0: go. This is why I, my parents gave me a short name so I could, you know, <laughs> <laughs> pronounce it. So, you know, as I was starting out, I was talking a little bit about, you know, how I cannot go to a bank. Here in the United States or really anywhere in the world, and uh, deposit and withdraw cryptocurrencies, right? And so that's a problem.
1: Yes, indeed. But I think like we have a story, like we see the story a bit from a different angle, because on one side, we more see like the cryptocurrencies are actually more for payments itself. therefore, and the banks actually are used, mainly used for the say for the loans and deposits, while now actually banks kind of are dominating the payments. Well, actually it shouldn't be the case because the banking is all about the loans and deposits and actually managing the risk on that side. And like why we are building Bankera, like we actually building on the same approach because we think that like the, the old perception of money is going to be changed by the cryptocurrency because in all time, all days, even now, the money is, it has a three main functions, the unit of account, the store of value and the minimum exchange. And we do believe that, like, the blockchain technology will allow us to split these all three functions for the different types of assets. And then we see that, like, the cryptocurrencies will be mainly used as a medium of exchange. So you will be paying in cryptocurrencies, et cetera, et cetera. While for the store value, you will be using something like a digital tokens uh, or, like, some securities, et cetera, which are more liquid, which actually generates your value. While for units of account, you, anything is okay, What is accepted by everyone. It can be dollar, Bitcoin, euros. Ethereum, it doesn't matter too much. But actually, what like, the blockchain and development of cryptocurrencies allow us to do, it allows us to actually to split these three functions of money separately. So when we can innovate on these three different angles. And Bankera is going to be a bank to enable it and forward it to, to the future. This is really interesting, uh, V. I'm just going to call you V because
2: that seems that seems easy for me because yeah. I'm bad also. So I'm curious about your your vision on this. You know, a lot of a lot of people will ask you what it is you're doing is I want to know why is it that you that you decided to create Bankera?
1: So actually, the story probably happened uh, like started back in 2000, maybe even eight or nine. Then, then my colleagues, my co-founders like Mantas and Eustace, they had the exchange for uh, electronic money. In that day, it was e-gold and many others. Then like uh, later on, we, started, we wanted to do something bigger. So we started with SpectroCoin, which is a cryptocurrency exchange, cryptocurrency wallet, debit card provider and payment processor. And by developing the SpectroCoin for the last five years, we kind of developed the infrastructure, which is a bank-like. So that's why we are kind of doing the operational fork, as we say. So the Spectre Coin will still kind of remain the cryptocurrency wallet, while Bankera will actually take all the kind of, let's say, banking infrastructure and will be on the way to build a bank for the blockchain era to support, the let's say, the different approaching types of assets for the future and different ways of payment for the future.
2: Right, so you guys already created the SpectroCoin. That's like an existing a thing that you guys had already created. You guys have like 40 plus members on your team. So you have an existing team already that's been working in the crypto space. And now you're sort of evolving this now, I guess, to create the new bank era product. Yes.
1: It's more like, like kind of uh, leveraging on our infrastructure, on our people, on our knowledge, on our client base to build actually, like say, a modern bank. Oh, let's
2: see here. So what I would want to know, then what our users would want to know in uh, know about is, is, is how is your technology today? Like, so you already have an existing team, you've been working on the Spectro coin. And now you're coming up and working on this new platform for for banks in the new bank era, a platform, how far along is your technology today? And how much longer uh, until uh, the the platform is fully rolled out on
1: your roadmap? So in general, the platform is already, let's say, live and many people can use it and many of the features at the SpectraCoin. But like we are going to launch Bancara by the middle of this year. And the point is why we are, let's say, not running too quickly on Bancara, because most of the functions can be now preceded on the SpectraCoin. But let's say the SpectraCoin cannot be all one shop or let's say one shop for everything. That's why we want to kind of, kind of have like two brand names and kind of move to two uh, a bit different directions. Well, the better going to be more like a wallet when Bankera will be actually providing the banking services. Because, you know, you know, cannot fit like all the services in one in one shop.
0: There's uh, there's some news out here that you raised uh, 80 million euros from over 66000 contributors uh, in your your pre ICO. Is that right? That's a, that is a lot of contributors and a, a lot of uh, income.
1: Uh for actually pre ACO we raised twenty-five million, but by now we have already raised thirty-nine million in total up to the day because the ICO is running from actually seventy-five thousand clients, customers contributing five and hour.
0: Wow. You uh you have here is that apparently you have acquired a bank in Vanuatu. Talk about that.
1: Yes, because like uh we want we want actually things to happen very quickly. So for us it was an option actually to acquire a bank. Which was, which actually we knew for, let's say, for a bit of time, because there are many Lithuanians walking down there and we knew them, let's say, personally. So for us, it was like actually, let's say, kind of a safe bet. And then that bank was actually on the shelf. So we decided to buy it so we can win, the say, two, three years of a development from, let's say, from the compliance side, because then we can focus more, not about, let's say, obtaining the licenses, but actually about developing the product and, let's say, testing in life from the day zero. So, we don't have to wait for approvals for, say, in the long term. That makes us in a very good position to dominate this market by already having everything needed to succeed. Travis, I'm going to go
0: walk down the street and just buy a bank.
1: <laughs> well, good luck with that. I'm going to call it the, uh, the Bank
0: of Joel. The first bank of bad.
2: The first, the bad bank. Uh, aren't, aren't most banks kind of bad? Um, yeah. So, so the token, so you've already gone through, you, you are, you have the ICO token. It's live right now. And so what are, what is the tokenomics of this platform right now? How many, if, if someone were to donate one Ethereum, how many tokens would that give them? And what is the name of your new token and the, and the, um, uh, digit code, the abbreviation
1: for it? So actually our token is called a banker because the bank is, we make a bank. So it's like a part of a bank or like how we say it get your own banker by getting our own token. B-A-N-K-A is that what it is? Yes and B K is actually abbreviation so it's like a bank call it, okay. people call it bank so it's BK. so that's, that's the meaning behind it and that's why we call it a banker so get your own banker is our, let's say, our slogan in some sense and the price of uh, one B A N K A token now is actually 0.2 euro cents for the pre-ICO it was a 1 euro cent and now it's at this moment, it's actually two euro cents, and it's going to increase very quickly when we reach the next threshold. Uh,
0: the website is bankera.com, and if you guys want to go there, you can see a lot about it. There's, there's plenty of content here, including a video on the, the home page. But well, let's talk a little bit about the uh, the roadmap itself and uh, when the, the ICO is completed, how long until um, this gets rolled out and, and people can really start using it?
1: So actually, I think why we are different from many other ICOs is first because like we already had a working product in the form of Spectrecoin before we started the ICO. Plus, I think we had been like two huge milestones during the ICO, which was a kind of a surprise for our contributors. The number one was the acquisition of a bank, but like another one was actually that we rolled out our own exchange for Bankera because of so that idea was two things. One thing was actually to provide the liquidity for the a uh, token holders. And another thing was because we have a vision that Bankera is not only about a bank, but it's actually about the ecosystem. So we want to have everything in house. So we want our clients, our members of the ecosystem, not to leave our services. So that's why we want to provide everything. We want to provide the bank, the cryptocurrency wallet, and uh, actually a proper competitive exchange. So now even you can try the exchange at exchange.bankera.com. It's, I think it's something unique because I think that also makes us the only ICO Not for the exchange, which which is building its own exchange as well.
2: Very nice. So where are people connecting with you guys on a community? Where are you guys building that community at right now?
1: So actually, we are working a lot on the social media, on the live support and so on. But most importantly, we have like a live chat. So people can go to the chat.banker.com. And there's always somebody from our team to answer the questions. We also have like extremely amazing community who also are supported to each other. So it's actually a very nice place to spend your time even. There are some people who are actually even just going there on weekends on the free time just to chat around and so on. That's why I think like the bigger value we got is not actually our funds raised in the ICO, but actually the community we built, which always stands for us and support us every day
0: you You've got a very broad and varied team, uh, and you guys can see the team on the website and um, I'm looking at your bio, you've got a background in finance. I did some interning at Bloomberg in London and this is what fascinates me is you're getting a doctorate in cryptocurrencies. I didn't even know that that was a thing
1: i actually I think like I'm the first one to do a PhD in cryptocurrency because i I was lucky enough to find my professor Johan Debert based in Leuven was actually looking for a student to do a PhD in cryptocurrency and like the first day like first minute I saw the proposal for this PhD it was just a perfect perfect match for me so that's why I applied and I'm very happy to be there and like now ah,
2: Dr. Crypto I'm gonna call you Dr. Crypto that should be your new name this <laughs> whole Vitala Lucas I can't even say her name like you're now Dr. Crypto <laughs> <laughs>
0: That could stick. I, you know what? Once you, when, do you, when do you finish that uh, doctorate? Uh,
1: in, in a year or two. Of like, course, I'm not only doing PhD, but also like, I'm running a company. That's why like, the life is a bit harder for me from that perspective. But just because I, I, just because I love crypto, then it's actually motivates me to do both. And I see that kind of a leverage from academia to practice. If there's a big crypto
0: crash, somebody could be like, is there a doctor in the house? And you'll be like, I'm a doctor. I am
2: Dr. Crypto.
1: Trust me, I am a doctor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Doctor, Kry- almost Dr. Crypto, I notice here that you also have a bounty program that you're offering. How can people get a few BNK for themselves um, by sharing your project?
1: So there's actually uh, various options how people can get additional Bnk or even ETHS because we have like kind of different bounty programs. So some of them are actually just helping us by translating our white papers, our websites, or sharing about us on Twitter. While another most important, like most interesting thing for people is actually our referral program that people can recommend to buy our tokens for the friends. And then they always get the 5% of the value spent in ETA to the world the next day. So it actually kind of motivates a lot sort of people to talk about us and to recommend us to the friends and the people we know.
0: It looks like in order to uh, participate in the referral program, you need to have a SpectroCoin account. Is it spectrocoin.com?
1: Yes, it's SpectroCoin.com. And then we are okay. that to actually to have like everyone who is contributing to also like try our services and to be, become our client as well because there's additional value we are trying to get.
0: Yeah, so it's hands-on there. It's SpectroCoin, and let's link that in the show notes. S-P-E-C-T-R-O, coin.com is where you guys want to go. Uh, well, Vitotas, thank you so much for uh, joining us today, and yeah, looks like you've got a cool project going. Uh, we wish you the best with it.
1: Okay, thanks a lot for time
0: the bad crypto podcast i like it when i can monetize my stuff i like when i get rewarded for taking certain actions and you know a lot of times we watch ads on various websites and we get nothing except frustrated Uh, wouldn't it be nice to get paid for that
2: that's nice. You know, that is true. One thing I've always known about you, Mr. Joel Kahn, is you are a big fan of monetization. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I mean, it's a smart thing to do, right? Sure. Let's figure out if we're going to take some actions, how do we monetize that? And uh, the the gentleman we have with us is uh, the vice president of business development with a company that intends to do just that. They are building a, a DAP that rewards, which is blockchain based. His name is Alberto Martins. And again, he is the VP of Biz Development with BirdChain.io and a little birdie told me he's here with us. Welcome,
4: Alberto. Hello, guys. Thank you so much. So here, here I am. I'm the VP of Business Development of uh, BirdChain. As And as you were saying, this is right. We are aiming to tokenize your undervalued uh, resources. In this case, specifically, the unused SMS you have on your phone plan. The attention, the spam of attention uh, of when you're watching uh, an ad, right? And your personal data. You already have all these companies like Facebook and Google, you know, preying on your personal data. Why not sharing this earnings with you so we will reward you for uh, your personal data for sharing with us simply by submitting some forms filling out and sub- submitting some forms for us t- for your time watching this uh, this ads and specifically and this is actually interesting this is how everything started um, with the sms business so let me just add something burchin is not really a startup right we have been in business not with burchin but the the mother company of burchin has been in business for quite some time now for almost 10 years uh, we've been delivering smss uh, for google uber and booking.com we have actually we have clients working together. Trusted, we are trusted partners for companies such as TransferGo, such as Western Union. You know, so we know what we are doing with the SMS world. The thing here is that um, this business they are very, very centralized and they take very complex routes when you're sending SMSs And we decided that, well, maybe we can simplify things a bit and give people an opportunity to monetize this undervalued resources.
2: Yeah, so uh, on a lot of companies, uh, their their phone plans, you have X amount of SMS messages per month. I, I'm with T-Mobile. I believe I have unlimited uh, SMS uh, messages each month. Now, I know if you have an iPhone, a lot of times those aren't even SMS messages unless you're going from iPhone to an Android device, so you're not using SMSs there. So what what you guys are able to do then is take up those unused SMS messages on your plan and allow people to to sell those and earn crypto as a result, right?
4: Right. This is how we started. So, the, what we are doing, you you don't really actually have an, an unlimited SMSs. There is a um, responsible use policy that all companies have, but this translates to about uh, four thousand to six thousand SMSs um, every month. So we don't want to to get you into any trouble, so we will respect this uh, this li- uh, limits, of course.
0: But you mean the cell company is lying to us? Yeah,
4: <laughs> I mean they find a way to to, to make it like uh, like a sweet deal, but they say, well, but you have to be responsible. You cannot really send a million SMSs every every month, you know. So yeah.
0: <laughs> what what happens, uh, Alberto? If if we if you did go over this. Um, invisible limit that appears to be there?
4: Um, they will just suspend your SMS sendage or they will make you pay for the SMSs. It really depends on the company. It happened to me a few years back that I, I was in love, crazy, you know, so you're texting like crazy and you got over the limits and they just suspended until until next month. So this this can actually happen, but you don't want that to happen. So actually we we will prevent we'll keep a buffer um a buffer number limits so that this will never happen. We'll never go over your company fair usage.
0: The, the moral of the story is don't fall in love,
4: right? I mean, that's <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly. Don't be a teenager in love. <laughs> Right. So, so yeah, so we, we, we will um, pay you for these SMSs if, if you want to give them to us, you know, because instead of the big companies, I will give an example, just, just to get it out there. Uh in, in Germany, let's say, if you want to send an SMS, a company like, um, I don't know, Google to give you a, a temporary password, a two-way ad- authentication, transactional SMS, they are paying like five cents per each SMS, right? In other countries, this is one cent, two cents, but it's always a decent amount when you're talking about a big number of SMSs. So why not give this um, this money to you, this, the, this amount to you, but in cryptocurrency, in our tokens, of course, right? Because this, this will make everything a lot easier for us payment-wise, let's say. And, of course, we are working with in a blockchain that makes um, everything quite transparent for our clients too. They can track down all the transactions that they did, all the SMSs that they sent. This is fantastic. But, you, you know, actually, this sounds like a very sweet deal. And um, when we started this project, we understand that we understood that uh, it would be a little bit hard to, to market this idea first, and second we could have uh, uh, material for a lot more, right? So uh, if we could actually say, look, we are rewarding you for a resource that you're not using, but there are other resources that you're not using that we can also reward you for. Like, uh, as you were saying before, watching video content, uh, engaging into marketing campaigns, or providing your personal data for these marketing campaigns, right? So why not expand to all this um, to all this, right? And it's a lot easier to say, look, BirdChain is an app that's going to reward you for your unused um undervalued resources, simple resources in a very simple way. You don't have to do anything special. This is a lot easier to market and look, we're going to buy your SMSs because we start to get like mm, it sounds Two of a switch a deal, something, what is the catch? And they try to explain. There is no catch, right? So you have your SMS. It's like your Wi-Fi. I, I hear that there is some projects also for monetizing your free Wi-Fi, right? Uh, people can connect to your Wi-Fi and get tokens. It's exactly the same. This is a resource that you are not usually, not really using, right? So you're wasting it. Why waste it if somebody can use it and uh, maybe... We can use your phone as a quality ga- gateway to give access to your SMSs to other companies and to collect your personal data, of course, with your consent. Nobody's doing this without your consent, and we will pay you for for uh, gathering your data. And then we will pay you also to engage in marketing campaigns, very specific marketing campaigns, to watch some video ads or other kind of interactions, whatever kind of interactions um, uh, the to companies themselves, the way they design these campaigns, right?
2: <laughs> so, so, you mentioned, um, so this is Bird Chain, and your name is Alberto.
4: <laughs> yeah,
2: Alberto.
0: <laughs> oh, my god, <laughs>
2: that, 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 that was good. I was waiting for that joke. Um, so your guys's team there, you guys consist of you guys, your, your parent company is Vertex SMS.
4: My, our parent company actually is Vertex, um, uh, yacht, uh. JSC. This is a Lithuanian company that is um, an umbrella for different companies. We have Vertex SMS. This is um, one of our most profitable business. Uh, We are in the SMS business. But then we have a social network with uh, 1 million unique users. We have rent-to-buy platform, too. And uh, we also have an amazing micro-laser manufacturer, really, really uh, on the top of their game, too. So we have everything... Uh, in the same in the same company yeah
2: right so what was interesting to me was that you guys have you know you've been doing this for 10 years you have a solid background in dealing with sms messages you guys have delivered more than 2.6 billion uh, messages with your with your other platform and you've worked with some pretty big brands like western union and Salesforce and and a few other ones so your team is solid and if you guys have been doing this for 10 years then your technology, it would seem would be pretty solid as well. Uh, so maybe what is the timeline that you guys are looking at to have this, uh, your technology fully built out, uh, after the ICO? Like what, what does the roadmap look like for you guys? So uh,
4: during this summer, we want to have the beta out there. Uh, we don't know if we're going to still didn't decide if the beta is going to be global or we are going to limit the beta to um, some specific regions, some specific countries. And after that, this is for the, for a test, right? And next year in Barcelona, telecommunication fair, um, in the first quarter, we will have the, the final uh, commercial version of Birdchain. Uh, This is our roadmap for now. And we will be adding features too. Uh, What we want is Birching will have an in-app wallet, right? So you'll actually get, have um, the opportunity to get some uh, tokens easily, uh, store them in your wallet, and then you can do, you can trade them to exchanges easily too, or you can spend them um, also in-app. So for that, now we are uh, partnering up uh, with some content companies. Still um, in the process of of, of, of partnership, of, of, of uh, defining the partnership. So I didn't want to get too much uh, there and what kind of, of, of content we will have. But we want to provide this opportunity too. Well,
0: let's, let's talk a little bit about the token sale itself then. It uh, looks like your VIP token sale is happening first before public. So go ahead and give us a timeline there and tell us how people and which people can participate.
4: Right now it's open ICO actually for this day, but we wanted to celebrate actually to, to do a special event. It's going to be a very, a very special day for us. Um, I will be in London uh, on the seventh February to present BirdChain. Uh, while our CEO will be in Amsterdam doing some networking and some conferences too. We have one of our advisors in New York presenting, uh, mentioning BirdChain also in another conference, and one of our other. Advisors is going to be presenting uh, Birchin in Amsterdam. This will happen almost simul- simultaneously, uh, except for the New York part. That will be a few hours later. <laughs> but the European part is going to happen almost simul- simultaneously between London, Amsterdam, and Frankfurt. And we decided that this should be an amazing opportunity to do a test drive to the ICO. So we will uh, open a, a special event ICO. This is going to be the start, actually, of the ICO. But it's going to be just limited in time right? So we will give it a a test drive. We did uh, um, a uh, pre-ICO, pre-sale in January that was actually pretty successful, Um, really fast. We were aiming to raise 500 Ether and we did it in in less than two weeks. So it was really, really uh, successful for us, especially considering that uh, we had our marketing kind of on hold. We were working on, on minimum minimum amount of, 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 of effort, uh, of resources. So now we're doing, uh, another try. So let's see how it, how it goes. We are very, very hopeful for this, uh, for this event. And amazingly, our, our podcast is supposed to come out also on the 7th. If this is the case guys today we will be in Frankfurt, Amsterdam, uh, we will be also in London and New York if you have the opportunity to go check us out please go and um and check us out come to us ask every question that you want to ask because we are the, we are here for for this to work for our community and to to nurture our community and to make sure that there is um no doubts, no questions left unanswered okay <laughs>
2: very nice and and so you're having the vip launch of your token uh which begins on the 7th of february so that right. is that is really quick and uh, and that's going and then you're going to have an additional ico after that is that how that's working
4: and then we'll have uh, the traditional uh, ico the, the normal public ico we will start after that we still uh, haven't decided exactly on dates and um uh, well, our hard cap is not very high. We, we are limiting our hard cap exactly for our needs. So we're talking about, uh, 10,500 Ether. Our soft cap is 1,500 Ether. So when we start our ICO, we will discount, uh, all the Ether that we, we gather so far in the hard cap, of course. Right.
2: Sounds good. If you go to the website birdchain.io, it looks like there is also a bounty program as well. Uh, this is a, this is a, uh, you know, an ICO that you like and refer other people. They have uh, some ability to earn some birds along the way. Uh, Alberto, is there any other things that you might like our audience to know about Bird Chain before we wrap up this interview?
4: So I just wanted to, to let you know we have a really, really solid team. We pay a lot of attention to our community. You can check us out on Telegram. Um, you can check us out on our websites. Any kind of channel that, that is available um, on our website, we are always willing to take out any questions. Um, nurture, nurturing our community is the most important thing that we're doing right now. And and yeah, well, I think it's an amazing opportunity. I think, you know, um, especially now that we're talking about shared economy and uh, not wasting your your uh, undervalued resources, I think Birdchain can... It is a really good way to to monetize these resources. You know, we are aiming for mass adoption, with, which opens uh, a lot of doors for us too. And um, and we hope that uh, that all of you guys are going to be part of our community too, and we'll be using uh, BirdChain, and of course. Uh, get some of our tokens, birds, this is also very important for us. And of course, we cannot do anything, nothing of this, anything of this without our community, right? So we want you to engage, 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 talk to us, bring us any kind of question.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I like the idea a whole lot because uh, I definitely don't use my SMS messages anywhere near the amount that I am paying for, so that is underused uh, resources. Of course, you guys can also connect with BirdChain on Twitter because that makes perfect sense. And uh, and Travis, once I have some bird tokens, I am looking forward to giving you the bird. <laughs>
2: That is good. I look forward to that as well, Mr. Jokhan.
4: One last thing. You know that for us, we see this also to an opportunity to um, uh, educate people with cryptocurrency too, you know, because a lot of people think this is very complicated, you know, you get to get yourself some cryptocurrency and then go into an exchange and then, you know, do this and that. It is
2: very complicated, very complicated. So if if
4: you want to (laughs) do it simply, (laughs) if you want to to simplify everything for everybody out there, you know, uh, just Download the app once. Once we are in beta, you'll start to make some cryptocurrency, and then everything is going to be very simple. You have your in-app wallets. Uh, you can spend your tokens directly uh, in our features um, in our app, or you can send it to exchange very simply. So we we aim also to to you know demystify this complicated. We, we want to make it easy for you to use cryptocurrency.
0: Third chain, the gateway drug to crypto. I like it. Alberto Martin VP of BizDev with BirdChain.io. Thanks again, Alberto, and, and good luck as you guys move forward with your Riceo. Those were crypto fabulous. Why is every one of them in the the same tenor as fiat currency? I mean, they're not all angry. They're not all furious. Wouldn't that be more like, those are crypto fabulous.
2: Crypto fabulous.
0: Yeah. Does this bad coin make my ass look big, Right. <laughs> oh guys, hey, we'd love to know your opinion and what you think of the show and the ICOs that we feature. And if you'll join us on the Bad Crypto Mastermind, it's where all the cool kids hang out, badcode.in forward slash mastermind, over six thousand strong now. Although we've had over two and a half million listens, and there's only six thousand there. So does that mean there's only a small percentage or cool? Or are you all just quietly cool? And we don't know.
2: It seems like it should be more crypto
0: numerous. (laughs) (laughs) Also, you can come to the Telegram group, badcode.in forward slash Telegram, or give us a call on the Bad Crypto Hotline, the number is 708-885-9030. And we'd love to hear from you. And uh, Mr. Travis Wright, get us out of here.
2: And as always, Joel and I are a little bit crypto-ridiculous. We are. (laughs) Stay bad.
4: Who's bad?